0: Welcome to an audio newspaper full of very serious, very real stories that the world needs to hear. More listening and less reading than a newspaper, but equally as sexy. This is Paper News Out Loud. Hello and good evening. I'm your host, Diane Weathersby.
1: Hello and good morning. I'm your co-host, Florence Strumsborg. Thank you for listening to Paper News Out Loud.
0: Well, Florence, the end of another year... How are you ringing in the new year?
1: Well, per my yearly tradition, I like to celebrate the new year by eating all of the junk food I own in one nauseating buffet so I can start off January 1st fresh and under false pretenses that I will actually eat healthy and cut out sugar in the upcoming year. How about you?
0: Well, I intend to ring it in the same way I always do, by getting blackout drunk and maxing out my credit cards on Amazon so I don't remember what I ordered, and it's like future me is getting presents. But in addition this year, I'm spending it with you, Florence, and you, dear listener. We are recording this as 2017 ends and 2018 begins. I can't think of a better transition to the new year than this.
1: We love leaving all of our troubles from the past year behind and drinking cheap champagne and pretending that the new trip around the planet will be better than the one before. But how long has this wonderful yearly tradition been going on? a lot longer than you think. Forever. Forever. (laughs) Ever since the planet rotated around the sun. Okay, so in the past, New Year's Eve isn't a current tradition. From Egypt to China to Rome, ancient civilizations celebrated the new year in one way or another. But my personal favorite um, was a celebration in ancient Babylon. Because a whole lot of traditions went down, all within the small frame of time that those wild Babylonians celebrated the new year.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: So instead of partying in January, they rung in the new year on the first new moon following the vernal equinox. What is the vernal equinox? (laughs) That's a good question. I didn't know either. But a quick Google search told me that it's the day in March, that has equal parts sunlight and darkness. Oh, yeah. Very cool. So they celebrated for 11 days in a huge religious festival, while also celebrating the victory of the Babylonian sky god Marduk over the sea goddess Tiam- Tiamat, Tiamat, who I guess was evil. Okay. I don't really know the, the details of this story, but the important part is that the sci- the sky god won. Okay. So in addition to the new year... The celebration of the um, sky god beating the sea goddess. A new king was crowned during these festivities. So there's three major events happening in um, within that eleven day span. The perfect trifecta. <laughs> really, what more could you ask for at a festival? <laughs> so a lot of ha- um, a lot was happening in ancient Babylon in March for sure.
0: <clears throat> so that's where I should travel back in time to. Yeah,
1: because I feel it's like the party, perfect. Yeah.
0: Time traveling.
1: The party was probably crazy. Mm -hmm. Probably ate a lot of food. You know. Yes. (laughs) Babylonian. You know what they say: What happens in Babylon during the um, vernal equinox Equinox stays in in Babylon. Babylon. (laughs) Okay. So how did we move this tradition from you know the vernal equinox to January first, as we are celebrating it right now? That's a great question. Yeah, so for most societies, the new year began on the vernal equinox, um, which, as I mentioned earlier, and if you forgot instantly because you were a dog or a plant, is the day of the year that has equal parts sunlight and darkness. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone, Diane is a plant, (laughs) and a dog. So this included the Roman Empire, which then had a calendar that only consisted of ten months. Huh. I wonder why it changed. (laughs) (laughs) Why do we have twelve months, Gloria? Good good lead (laughs) up. Because a king of Rome, whose name was too difficult for me to even attempt to say, decided that he wanted to mix things up a little bit and add two more months. Um, They were like Januarius and Februarius or something like that. Because when you're the king of Rome, apparently you can do that. You can just stick more months in there. But because he added these two months, um, the calendar fell out of sync with the sun. So the old new year was inconsistent. So they didn't have that... equinox lining up like it did before and it fell in different months and things like that.
0: Okay, but can you imagine someone trying to do stuff like that now <laughs> like- where we change the calendar and either take away like four months or add months, like how that would mess everything up? Just so much.
1: Like we're going to have a new month with all new holidays called um, Florence... Weary. (laughs) Floortober. Floortober. Every day is a legal holiday, so no one has to work. Yeah, that'd be awesome, like a whole month vacation. And then it's like 32 days long or something really horrible like that. So it cancels out February. (laughs) But anyway... So it was inconsistent all over the place. So it took another Roman empire, you might have heard of him, Julius Caesar. He'll be guest starring on the show later in an upcoming episode. Um, it's,
0: he's the one that's named after the salad, right? Yeah,
1: that's accurate.
0: Um, he also
1: knew that he could do whatever he wanted to. So mm-hmm. he moved... Um, The first of the year to January, but that was after consulting astronomers and I believe like religious and political figures. Like it was a group effort. He just didn't have more money. Yeah, Yeah. he actually made an effort. That's good. He figured it out. He did a good solid try. And they decided on January after um, the Roman god Janus which is the God of Beginning. So the beginning of the year, God of Beginning.
0: Oh, God, it makes so
1: much sense. Moving on. Here we are today. (laughs) Yeah, so how did we get to where we are today? So many countries celebrate the end of um, one year and the beginning of the other on December 31st. So that's where we're sitting at right now, um, called New Year's Eve in this dimension. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's called in other dimensions. In Spain, and several other Spanish-speaking countries, people bolted down a dozen grapes. And I think this literally means bolted down. Like, like lightning shot <laughs> grapes into their mouths. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh, no, they still do this,
1: right? Yeah, they, they still do okay. this. Um, but anyway, the grapes are symbols um, for their hopes and dreams for the upcoming year. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, other cultures eat dishes with legumes. Leg- legumes. Legumes. With yeah. legumes in them, which are a symbol of future financial success. So if you're parting it up New Year's Eve in Italy, you might find yourself enjoying a dish with lentils in it. Hmm. Um, and if you don't like beans, you can celebrate. She's preposterous! <laughs> I don't know how anyone can not like beans. Oh, you monsters! No. Um, you can celebrate the New Year in Cuba, Austria, Hungary, or Portugal, which frequently feature pork dishes. Oh, okay. Um,
0: did do you know why it's pork?
1: Oh, they gave a reason. Shoot, it was um something to do with prosperity, like okay. pork being a symbol of prosperity, I believe. And then if, you know, those sultry dishes aren't your thing, the Netherlands, Mexico, or Greece have ring-shaped cakes, pastries, and desserts. Kind of like, you know, the round beginning Mm -hmm. and end of the year. Um, Traditions that we see most in the United States are fireworks, singing songs, and making resolutions that will break by March. And if you're celebrating in New York City's Times Square, littering confetti and garbage everywhere and dropping a giant ball. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So regardless of how you celebrate, it's important to shake off anything that may have held you back in the previous year and look forward to the new beginning offered by the start of a new year. If that doesn't work for you out for you on January 1st, you can always get old school and try again on the vernal equinox in March.
0: Yeah, that's a good time to assess your resolutions and see how they're going or like kick them restart them and, yeah. and get going again. Actually start them. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, here's a better idea, don't start on January 1st, and just know that you're not going to start, because the gym is usually two-packed anyway, Mm -hmm. from everyone starting at the same time on January 1st, so just wait until the vernal equinox in March, when everyone's finished their resolutions and they're done, Mm -hmm. and now you can have your time to shine.
1: Exactly. And glisten. So, a fun part about closing out um, of the year is that we get a chance to share some of our favorite things from 2017. Diane and I decided that we're, um, we were going to share our list of top favorites so that you can know a deeper part of our souls and steal our security questions for our online banking. It's the most important
0: part. But, oh, wait. We, we interrupt your regularly scheduled programming with a breaking news update. We have reached a countdown to 2018. Some of you are already there, and we look forward to joining you. Let the countdown commence.
1: Five, four, three, two, one. That's the champagne. That's the champagne. Oh yeah, that's probably. fizz. <laughs> Yay. Yay! You can almost hear the confetti falling. Shh. We made it. Okay, I can go to bed now, right? This is it. Is it done? Is this what Midnight looks like?
0: Absolutely not. The show must go on. So we were, before we so rudely interrupted by 2018, we were talking about our top favorite things from 2017. Do you remember? It just happened. It's It's over now. Yeah. It's over. It's done. So from last year, in 2017, um, we've all listened to... Or watch recaps of the year. Maybe it was on your Snap Story this year, or maybe you watch it on Good Morning America like I used to do back in the day. I can can literally hear fireworks right now. (laughs) Yes. Um, So we here at Paper News Out Loud decided to make our own list of some of our top things from 2017. Can you
1: see them? No,
0: you can't see them. Update. We cannot see the fireworks. We can only hear them. Okay, so while some of these things on our list may not have come out this year, or even last year, 2017 (laughs) or 2016, uh, this is what influenced us most in 2017. From our family to yours, here is a segment where we fangirl over content and other things we enjoyed most from 2017. Okay, so... My top television show in 2017 was Parks and Recreation for the fifth year running.
1: They deserve that award. They oh, do. They,
0: they, <laughs> they really bring their best content every year to win that one. Um, some other honorable mentions were Game of Thrones. They had a killer season this year. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Really rocking it. Um, Forged in Fire. Very cool show. Jessica Jones. And My Brother, My Brother and Me. The TV show. Loved them all.
1: Okay, um, on a similar note, my top television show for this year was um, Parks and Recreation, which wow. will forever be my number one. You're yeah. really bringing them the awards. I think my soul is bound to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably by some ancient blood
0: curse. <laughs> that would make that all the, the time we've sacrificed mm-hmm. to them. I think...
1: I think that's what did it. <laughs> They've possessed us. So my runner-ups are the Magicians, Atypical, Stranger Things, Game of Thrones, The Office, and Riverdale. Oh, yeah, yes, I love I love some Riverdale. <laughs> um, so it turns
0: out I like TV shows more than movies now. So I couldn't really think of many from this year, but I did. I mean, Marvel had a great showing this year again. Mm. Thor: Ragnarok was awesome. Spider Man that was that was a good. That was Spider-Man. a good one. Hilarious. Yeah. And then I love Star Wars, so I don't care what anyone else <laughs> says, I really liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah, I did too, and it got a lot of bad reviews. It's people are picky. It was just, oh, it
1: was good. So my top movies, I, um, I love television shows and I love movies, so my <laughs> list is also very long. So, of course, Wonder Woman, because Gal Gadot mm-hmm. is my favorite human ever. Um, Coco, The Big Sick. Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and Spider Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Very good. Um, the top actress this year, oh my god, it was Amy Poehler <laughs> for her role as Leslie Nope in Parks and Recreation. Shocking. She's awesome. Other honorable mentions were Chloe Bennett for her role in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. Ellie Kemper for Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt, and Gwendolyn Christie for just being an all around awesome person, mm-hmm. and also Brianna
1: Tartt in Game <laughs> of Thrones. <laughs> Okay, so my top actress, um, previously mentioned Gal Goodall from Wonder Woman, and Mm -hmm. Forever um, Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Recreation.
0: Wow, they are really taking home a lot of awards. (laughs) Do you think they have enough room on, like, shelves? Should we also send them a shelf with all the awards we send them? Uh, A
1: trophy case would be more appropriate. And then I'm also going to pack myself into the trophy case so that I can meet them in person and we can become best friends.
0: Yes. Okay. We are the trophies. (laughs) Excellent. My top actor, or actors, are the McElroys for their role in My Brother, My Brother, and Me, the TV show, Uh which I very much enjoyed, and
1: definitely watched all in one sitting. It is a comedic, um, land, (laughs) goldmine? Goldmine. (laughs) Goldmine? No. It's not a comedic (laughs) (laughs) landmine.
0: This podcast is a comedic
1: (laughs) landmine. This episode is for sure. Yours is a goldmine. Okay, so my top actor is Cole Sprouse from Riverdale and also um, from Being Hilarious on Twitter. I've seen those things. They're good. Yeah. They're quality.
0: Yes. The top book from 2017 was Harry Potter. <laughs> All seven of them. Forever. <laughs>
1: that was also mine. <laughs> now and forever. I mean, I'm sorry. It was Harry Potter. Always. Always. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, that's
0: so beautiful. Okay, but there were actually, surprisingly, other books that I did read and were also good that weren't just Harry Potter. Like, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, Mm -hmm. uh, Creative Living Beyond Fear, very good, highly recommend it. Um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F... By Mark Manson. I just can't spare any. <laughs> I feel weird about it. Yeah, and then The Outsiders by S.E. Hinton. Classic, always and forever, one of my favorite books.
1: Just came out this year, right? Yeah, but it came out
0: in 2017. Every year to a new crop of eighth graders that read it in the school. It's new to them. Um, so, yeah, my top food this year was Taco Dip, as always. <laughs> because i've actually perfected the recipe so i make it for every single mm-hmm. gathering that mm-hmm. i'm required to bring food to and th- there's no honorable mentions because that's it's taco dip forever. i will
1: i'll vouch for this taco dip it's good
0: thank you it's good stuff yeah and you have to get the old dutch nacho
1: chips it works really well like the flavors complement mm-hmm. just pro tip okay so my top food is canadian bacon and pineapple pizza with barbecue sauce with dipping in barbecue sauce regular marinade around the pizza dipped in barbecue sauce yeah interesting
0: Mm -hmm. it's a good combination
1: okay so this is a um florence special (laughs) my top underwear company of the year is fruit of the loom because i love cotton and i love grapes
0: i love that So, the top cat this year, you might think my top cat is Maggie, the cat, our cat overlord, but it's actually Mama Kitty, my parents' cat. Mm -hmm. Fun little story about Mama Kitty. We couldn't decide on a name for her, and then, because she was a stray that we took in, and we all wanted to call her something different, and then she had cats, and so we just called her Mama Kitty, and that's actually where Maggie was
1: spawned. (laughs) Maggie is Mama Kitty's child. (laughs) But anyway, my top cat is obviously my cat and Overlord Maggie. Yeah, just makes sense.
0: Yep. The top band or artist last year was a tie for me between mm-hmm. Fall out Boy and Highly Suspect. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, good ones.
0: Yeah, they Fall out Boy has been coming out with new stuff lately, and they've really experienced a revival with me mm-hmm. because I've been listening to everything. <laughs> Of theirs. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> for the last few days, nonstop. It's just been blasting. And then I actually got to see Highly Suspect last year, which yeah, was
1: very cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Very
0: mm-hmm. good. Nice. Yeah, those are my 2017 top plates. I'm excited to see what I played most in 2017, thanks to Spotify. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's how I found these out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I don't really listen to, like, bands exclusively except for Mumford and & Sons. And mm-hmm. I'm like, it's just like a, a messy hodgepodge. So the ones that showed up on the top of my list were The Shins, We Are the Willows, Passion Pit, The Head and the Heart, Bumpers and Sons, because who who didn't see that one coming? <laughs> the Lumineers and Alabama Shakes for their song Hold On. That's the only song I know by that, oh. but I listen to it so much that it's on my top um, top songs of the year.
0: It must be good, and I think that was on in the car today. It was! <laughs> um, okay, so the top video game soundtrack, as always, and probably until the end of the time, is The Last of Us. It's so great, um, of mm. course, but... There were also some other great video game soundtracks. Horizon Zero Dawn, which I have yet to play, but great soundtrack. (laughs) Halo, which I probably won't ever play, but that great soundtrack. They do, their
1: soundtrack is amazing.
0: The Witcher 3, great gameplay and great soundtrack. And then Fallout 4, obviously the main theme song is great, Mm -hmm. but the violin cover is... Better. Top-notch, one Mm -hmm. of the best. Skyrim, of course, always... And it did, it was released again in 2017, so I feel like that actually belongs here. Oh yeah, the VR, yep. Yeah, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, I don't have, but Mm -hmm. anyway. um, Also the guitar covers of Skyrim music on YouTube are excellent, and great additions to the world of Skyrim.
1: To any video game playlist. Yeah. Um, So I only played Sims this year, so by Mm -hmm. default I have to say that.
0: I don't even know how the Sims music goes. Oh, gosh. If it's I, very mellow. and
1: Yeah, it's just like background. Like, if yeah. I was listening to it, I would know it. Yeah. I can't think of it right now, though. I have the Wii music stuck in my head. I was
0: just going to say, I have the Me Plaza music yeah. stuck in my head. It's ridiculous. That dumb video. And our last category is top podcasts. And this card that I was just handed says paper news out loud. Wow. No way. Jeez, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. That's incredible. I'm so humbled. Oh, wait. Oh, it was a prank. Okay, that, that actually makes sense. So what it actually is, is the Adventure Zone, mm-hmm. which I think we both
1: yeah, agree with line. that. The Adventure yeah. Zone,
0: for sure, of Athelroy content. And then, um, because I was completely sucked into the Adventure Zone, I started listening to My Brother, My Brother, and Me, the podcasts that originated... <laughs> The TV show, <laughs> I got a little bit obsessed last year mm-hmm. with that. That's fine. Yeah, it's it's
1: been great. It's a healthy obsession.
0: Exactly. Um, but yeah, also other honorable mentions are The Big Magic Podcast by Elizabeth Gilbert, mm-hmm. which um, is an extension of her book, which I already mentioned, which was mm-hmm. awesome. Welcome to Night Vale, of course, and then Philosophize This. Yeah, those are good ones. Very good ones, yeah.
1: Yeah, in addition to The Adventure Zone for me is Invisibilia which Mm. is a great podcast. It is good.
0: So go, go check those out.
1: And we liked those things this year.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Those, those are things that we enjoyed and we hope maybe you enjoyed some of them too.
1: Okay. So this letter arrived through careful observation of the way people just are. It reads, Dear Florence and Diane, Every year I make a New Year's resolution and every year I end up forgetting it or losing motivation by mid-February in a discount chocolate Valentine's Day fever dream. I always aim to start fresh in the new year and become a better person, but I'm always derailed by what's fundamentally wrong with me and the difficulty of actual change. How can I combat this in the new year and make 2018 my best year yet? With love, humans as a whole. Well,
0: humans as a whole, thank you for admitting that something needs to change. We reached out to WikiHow to help us help you. So this is how to create
1: and actually stick to a New Year's resolution. So number one, easy, create resolutions. You can't get better if you don't create anything. You got to start somewhere. What things did you do in 2017 that you weren't a fan of? Perhaps you spent too much money on sweaters for your cat. Cut oh, back on that. I who did that? I, can't, I don't want to name names. This is it's a non judgment zone. Yeah. Um, grab a pen and paper and write I will buy only one cat sweater a year. It's important to make the goals concrete, otherwise, they won't be achievable. And the problem wasn't too many
0: cat sweaters, it was that you were spending too much money on the cat sweaters, correct? I think it's a combination of both. I mean, an unnamed person was spending too much money on the cat sweaters.
1: I mean, I also don't have any closet space because it's only cat sweaters.
0: Okay. So, so the problem is twofold.
1: Um, if you're having a hard time thinking of things that you can make your resolutions, have a friend create your resolutions for you. Sometimes you need an outsider to point out your greatest flaws. Florence? mm mm-hmm. I'm worried you are
0: actually becoming part of the couch. You've been looking leathery <laughs> and couch-shaped. I'm an outsider, and these are your flaws. Incorporate them into your resolutions, please. The couch-shaped
1: comment is um, painfully accurate. <laughs> okay, so your friends have were giant meanies again. <laughs> reminded you that you are becoming as sturdy as a piece of furniture. So you actually have to start the resolutions. It's not enough to just write them down. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I think making a schedule is the best way to get this going. Without structure, you'll just be wishy-washy, um and you'll just skip out on things. For example, choose July 27th as the day that you will go and buy your cat a sweater. Or if you're a dessert-mongering couch potato like me who wants to go to the gym more, actually choose the days of the week you want to go work out and set aside time for them. No excuses. You need to write your goals
0: down. How can you know if you accomplished your goals if you don't remember what they are? That's absurd, Keep track of your goals, and in turn, they will keep track of you.
1: The nice thing about goals is they do follow you. Yeah. Um, they become sentient, mm-hmm. they take, take on the shape of small garden gnomes, and they live in your walls. And when you don't succeed them, they chew through your pipes and give you electrical problems. Exactly. You need
0: to resolve them. That's why it's called a resolution. And then that's how you vanquish the small garden gnomes that live in your walls.
1: Hashtag life hack.
0: So to help you vanquish these small gnomes, you need to break your goal into smaller goals. Another difficulty that human beings have is that they choose a goal such as writing the next great American novel, which just sounds too difficult to even start. Instead, plan to write the next great American novel rough draft by August. Every month, write the next great American two to three chapters. Every day, write the next great American 200 to 1,000 words or like whatever is a reasonable thing for writers. I'm not really sure. For the next great American novel. Before you know it, you'll have something you can be proud of and all it took was a lot of days and a lot of discipline and small goals. So, if you are having trouble conceptualizing this, think of a pizza, a regular-sized pizza. You won't you wouldn't set a goal that re- required you to eat it all in one bite. That's just ridiculous. You would cut that cheesy dream into smaller pieces and then eat them one at a time. Before you know it, you've eaten the whole thing.
1: Which isn't that hard to do. (laughs) It's just like writing the next great American novel. So, um, when you're done breaking into smaller, easier pieces and devouring it whole, um, create an environment where you can actually accomplish your goals. If you have a problem eating too many sweets, keep those sweets out of the house. It'll help... um, Reduce temptation.
0: Yeah. If you're living in a gingerbread house, get out of there. All you're going to want to do is eat the walls. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be hard not to
1: eat sweets if you're surrounded by sweets, literally. Literally. Um, If you spend too much money on cat sweaters, try avoiding browsing the internet for them.
0: You could cancel your internet altogether. Maybe you also waste too much time online. Get rid of it. You can build an entire biome that only supports your goals and aspirations, like one big dome. Eliminate everything that distracts you from your resolutions. That includes people. You will have to be ruthless. You'll hurt a lot of feelings doing this,
1: but if you are actually serious about your resolutions, you will do every single one of these steps. Mm-hmm. Burn them bridges. Okay, so now you've got a good schedule worked out, so you actually have to maintain your goals. Like, it's like, you know, the beginning of March, and you've been doing good, but, you know, you don't have that motivation to keep going anymore. The the vernal
0: equinox is coming up, and it's time for your checkup, and you have to do some things to keep your motivation up for the rest of the year.
1: um, So if you, you just need to remind yourself of the successes that you've experienced in those first two months, three months. Two months. (laughs) The
0: first few months of the year.
1: Few months. (laughs) If you go on a cat sweater shopping binge before the scheduled date and are feeling crummy about yourself, remind yourself of your earlier successes. Just because you messed up doesn't mean that all your progress is for naught. Get back out there and keep on working towards your goal. If you've never
0: experienced success, never fear. There is an old saying that goes... There's a first time for everything. So let this year be the first time you are successful. You'll be surprised at how much you like it. This will help motivate you to be successful in the
1: future. And once you are maintaining a good schedule and if you feel like you're making good progress in your goal, feel free to reward yourself. And no, buying you and your cat matching sweaters is not a good award for not buying an obscene amount of cat sweaters. (laughs) Maybe choose something different, like you and your cat can have a night out on the town together. You can also reward
0: yourself by binging a TV show on Netflix, taking your cats to the beach, spending an entire day daydreaming, calling into work for three consecutive days, or anything low cost that you enjoy. It should not be a celebration that costs more than a cat sweater would have cost, because then you are kind of defeating the purpose. Also, you probably just have too many cat sweaters. So my personal favorite and inexpensive reward is making yourself a certificate on Microsoft Publisher to hang on your wall. This is cheap, fun, and a great way to remind you, your cat, and the drifters that spend the night in your house that you did a thing. Nice job. And now it's the end of the year and you've accomplished literally everything you wanted to accomplish because you followed your dreams.
1: And stuck to those resolutions. And you were better than everyone else. And then going into 2019, you can remind them of it repeatedly.
0: Yeah, your New Year's resolution in 2019 can be that you don't have one because you're morally superior to everyone else. And you've achieved enlightenment. Here at Paper News Out Loud, we like to make a lot of jokes. But man, 2017 was a rough one for a lot of people. Um, Our motivation station this week... Is a little more serious, I guess. This is less jokes, but we want to find ways to make a positive change and to actively seek out those opportunities year round. It's not just in the beginning of the year, this is all the time. Uh, One way that I'm personally going to do this is by finding more ways to donate my money. Uh, Even just a few dollars can go a long way at a good organization. I'm fortunate enough to be able to do that, so instead of buying more dumb stuff I don't need, I'll put it toward a good cause. Um, Because we all know that I have a lot of dumb stuff that I absolutely don't need. Uh, Also, I should work on my hoarding problem and maybe donate some things to (laughs) Goodwill or whatever. But anyway. Also, I want to be more positive with people around me. I appreciate my life a lot, but I tend to vocalize the negative things.
1: Like your couch-shaped friend.
0: Yes. Leave it in the past. (laughs) That's done. Um, So... One thing I want to encourage you to do this year is to keep fighting for your cause. You have a voice and you have influence. Don't forget the impact you have. I believe in you, but more importantly,
1: maybe the cat believes in you. Um, Like Diane said, changes don't have to be big and they don't have to have an effect on a lot of people. Um, Personally, I'm going to try to work to be a better listener and a friend to the people in my life because sometimes I'm a little sour. I also want to encourage my loved ones to start being more involved in our community and work towards reducing my impact on the planet. I know that as one person, your impact can seem underwhelming in respect to the world around you, but all change has to start somewhere. So let's make 2018 better.
0: Yes, 2018. Put out the
1: dumpster fire. That's the theme of the prom this year.
0: Of oh, the prom? There's eight different dumpster fires, and you are separated into teams. Whoever puts out the most
1: dumpster fires gets to be prom king and queen. It's a horrible system. All right, friends, um, as the ball dropped in New York City, it cracked open, proving that it was, in fact, a giant egg this whole time. A dragon no. emerged. I know, right? A dragon <laughs> emerged and started wreaking havoc on first New York and then the world. This is the telltale sign that our Goodbye 2017 episode has come to an end. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to what we had to say. If you like what you heard, subscribe to Paper News Out Loud for more great episodes, If you like what you heard a lot, leave us a um, leave us a review on iTunes saying what you liked. Include one of your New Year's resolutions. We'll be doing follow up calls in April to see how you're doing.
0: If you're in love with what you heard, run for governor. Run for president. Run for president of the world! Get out there and grab 2018 by the horns! We will be giving shoutouts to people who review the show on later episodes. Please rate and subscribe on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. I want to thank Champagne for popping and Wine for being drunk.
1: (laughs) The dumpster fire starts up
0: again. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to 2018. I also want to thank Jake Harrison for allowing us to use his track titled Five off of his album Found on SoundCloud. Thanks, Jake. You can find his music through the link or by searching
1: at this. Beloved listeners, we are looking to showcase community art in a new rotating segment, creatively named Community Art. Um, We'll be doing shoutouts on the podcast and also posting them on our blog. You can submit short poems or visual art to us through um, email at alternaterealityproductions at gmail.com. Or you can email us a link to your favorite YouTube video. Hopefully, there are cats in it. Or let us know what you like about the show, if anything. Tweet us
0: at Reality Also follow us, please, and share with your friends. We hope you learned a thing and made a laugh. Woo. I'm 27, 27, 27. I, I, I vote for never, never doing the podcast. <laughs>